0: Thunder is out of timeouts, Adams gives it back to Russ. deep shot, get it! What a perfect ending to a historic day! Westbrook gives the Thunder the victory at the buzzer! I'm speechless.
1: How the fucker is everyone doing today? This is episode three of the podcast of Brotherly Love, and we have two epic guests for you. I would call this a crossover episode because I think that's the most appropriate thing to call this. We have Jelly MBA and we have Icy Mitchell, and we are going to introduce you to them, and they're going to talk a little bit about their podcast a little bit, and then we're going to move on into some pretty pretty thrilling topics, if I would say so myself. So we'll start off with Jelly. Jelly, how are you doing today, man?
0: Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Better now that you're here, man. Better yeah, now that you're here. Yeah, are
1: doing good. <laughs> so um, I want you to tell, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and then talk a little bit about what you and uh, Taylor do on your podcast. All
0: right. So um, as many of you guys know, I started NBA Twitter, I guess, about a year ago. Um, but I really started getting active about four months ago um, this basketball season. Unfortunately, it uh, got cut short. But yeah, I'm a Sixers fan. I'm a everything Philly fan, so get a lot of hate for that on the timeline sometimes. But um, yeah, and then me and Taylor's podcast is called In the Lab, um, where basically we kind of do most of the stuff that you guys talk about on here, which is just anywhere from you know basketball topics to football topics to we had a segment about what's your favorite meat that Devontae loved talking about. He loves his meat, man. He loves his meat. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, man.
1: And so along with Jelly, we have Taylor, also known as Icy Mitchell. Taylor, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing
2: great. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Glad to have you on.
1: You want to give us a little spiel about yourself, my man?
2: Sure. I mean, I'm pretty new to NBA Twitter. I had a personal account that I started back in August but didn't really use. I switched over to Icy Mitchell in, like, February, and here we are, like, three months later with almost 3,000 followers, so...
1: Damn, hollywood
2: hollywood, <laughs> hollywood
1: and then of course i'm ninja bands and we got three cone connor how you doing
3: i'm doing good man i'm really excited uh shout out to all of y'all who have been watching the podcast some of the commentary you guys have had is hilarious uh shout out to chris i think I was it's gonna C- give a shout out yes i'm you yeah man live chris...
1: tweets have, have me rolling man yeah he's yeah.
3: been live tweeting episode two so far and it's absolutely hilarious uh thanks guys for all the Feedback, all the support, and things like that. Some of the things you guys say are absolutely hilarious. So keep that up.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. So, Connor's got a list of topics from you guys. Uh, I couldn't get to all of them because you guys asked a shit ton of questions, but I think we got a pretty good balance of personal topics, sports topics, and stuff hopefully you find interesting. So, Connor, what's our first thing on our agenda?
3: All right. So, last time we talked about some of our favorite players and stuff like that, but we're going to start now with our first ever favorite players in basketball. So, Uh, I guess we can we'll we'll go through we'll start with uh, Taylor then we'll go to Jelly then I'll give mine and then we can have Ninja give his so Taylor you want to go first
2: yeah I mean the first player that really made me fall in love with basketball was Kevin Durant Uh, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all
1: right
3: all right so we're going to skip him now (laughs) all
1: right thank you Taylor all right is it too late to get another guest
3: so this will now be a three-man podcast episode. <laughs> Unless fucks up
1: his player. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, be
2: very careful with what you say next. Well, Taylor, go ahead, man. Uh, I mean, I, I honestly don't – I don't love him now because of all the things he did, leaving Oklahoma City the way he did and the way the Golden State and everything went. Talk to him. But, but when he was in Oklahoma City, I loved watching the way he played basketball and just the way that he – Made that team fun to watch along with Russell Westbrook. But I think the first player, as far as my team goes, that really got me into it was Gordon Hayward.
0: (sighs) Ah, it's this guy. (laughs) (laughs)
3: My eyes just pain, guys. Just pain. It's fine. We'll talk about pain later on the
0: podcast. Actually, so we'll get there. Uh, Uh, Jelly,
1: what about you, man? My my Philly brother.
0: All right. So actually, I didn't get into basketball until a little bit later in my life, just because I I originally first started playing baseball when I was younger. Yes, Um, sir. So that was like I I was in a little league with like, you know, all my friends from school. You know how it was, you know, you'd get your get your ass whooped and then you'd have mama's snacks after the game. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what what was your (laughs) favorite snack after an ass whooping? Scooby Doo snacks always oh, hit. Scooby oh snacks hit after you on. get Is... your ass whooped, those hit different. Oh yes. They're they're big they're big good. Uh yes, I'd probably have to say them. Okay. But so I didn't get into basketball until about fifth, sixth grade, um, when me and all my friends that I was going into middle school with started going to the local YMCA and you know, playing basketball there. We were absolute garbage, but it got me into the sport. And the first player that I really followed all the way up was Paul George when he first started in Indiana. Um, <sighs> <laughs> hey, you
1: guys, you guys are just I'm totally messing. I'm sorry, bro. This.
3: This Man, you don't really set this up when I went to get water before the podcast. Didn't you?
0: <laughs> um, but no, nah, I just really, I, I really um, started following him obviously when he was on the Pacers and what really, um, you know, b- brought me to him was the way that he just like almost went at LeBron you know in those playoff series that's um, when he was like younger and it was him Danny Granger um, I think George Hill was on that team Roy Hibber he would just attack LeBron like he made it his job to just try and do as much as he could to just get in LeBron's head um, obviously it didn't work out because Miami LeBron was different but I just love the way he played when he was in Indiana <laughs> that's fair for some
3: reason, one of my favorite facts about that Pacers team is that they had three people with the last name Hill. Yeah. And I Just for some reason, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, anyways, uh, so I guess I'm up next. My answer isn't different from my favorite player of all time. Uh, that's Russell Westbrook. I talked about what, how I got into basketball last podcast, and just watching him play, <clears throat> play the game made me fall in love with basketball. So he probably will always be my favorite player because he's the one that made me – get into the sport itself, and just the electricity with which he plays with, how he goes at everyone. Even if he's having a bad game, he's giving 110%. So I, that's a tenacity that I can really appreciate, and that's why he's my favorite.
1: Yeah, my answer oh. might actually shock you guys because, similar to Jelly, I didn't really get into basketball until, honestly, high school because I played baseball growing up, and baseball is my favorite sport, and I didn't really have a lot of friends that played basketball or really watched it. And then when uh, Connor started playing basketball and Game more into it, was kind of like when I got into it. And I talked about last time why I picked Philly. I picked the shittiest team and just kind of stuck with it. And now I'm absolutely in love with them. Wouldn't want it any other way. But I would say my favorite player originally was probably Steph Curry, because just because I would always remember just like trying to be, shoot threes like right <sighs> him and just like I, dude, the way he revolutionized the game, man.
3: I just all I three know. of you talked about players who bring me existential pain.
2: Cone is
1: awesome. I mean in, in, I mean, in your defense, your player also brings you pain. <laughs> all
2: right, four players. Four players who have probably pain in some
3: way or another. So, yeah, outside
1: of Philly, definitely Steph Curry. But if I, we're talking in Philly, it was definitely Joel, just because I just – I don't know. Just the way he plays and just his goofiness on and off the court. And he just likes to win, even though we don't win all the time. Thanks, Al Horford. But – um. <laughs> there, there it is. Three <laughs> in a row,
0: boys. Three
1: in a row. Let's go. Number no, three, oh, yeah. three. I, I would say that's my answer. All
3: right. Uh, other than you guys picking players, which caused me a lot of pain, uh, all, all very good answers. Uh, it's funny to see like the difference between everyone because everyone talked to everyone other than me talked about a player who wasn't on their team. So it's funny to see like like I got into the Thunder because of Russell Westbrook, but y'all had different players who you're like, oh, these guys are cool. Um, but they weren't exactly your favorite team's players. Uh, also, quick shout-out to Chris, who just, who was still live tweeting episode two, and he just <laughs> told me that Minecraft stands alone. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of <laughs> Minecraft, our next question, uh, shout-out SaintsFan2021. He wants to know what our favorite soup is.
0: <laughs> what the <What? laughs> <Minecraft> Nice correlation. <laughs>
3: Absolutely nothing, but I felt
0: like it was a smooth transition. Uh, Jelly, what's your favorite soup? <laughs> um all right so i'm not a huge soup guy um disappointed just because you know i don't i don't really want to <clears> you got a phobia of liquids? what's wrong with soup sit there and drink hot water that's flavored in different well you eat it with a spoon you're not, i hope you're not drinking it sometimes I'm you're talking. slurping it though? Nah. um i would have to say spaghettios even though it doesn't really classify <laughs> spaghettios as <is> a soup <laughs> hold, on, hold, hold on hold it on takes, this dude takes the little noodles out and drains are them you drinking spaghettios
1: spaghetti?
0: yeah like the spaghettios just go down with the soup so it's like tomato soup but you get pasta in there too so this man's drinking SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I not, not an answer I expected.
3: Taylor,
1: uh, please have a better answer.
2: Yeah, Taylor, your answer? Clam chowder with Tabasco in it. Okay,
1: okay. I can respect that. I like I'm not a know. huge clam chowder crazy.
2: fan, but I
3: respect the culture. <laughs> um, And at least it's kind of a soup. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, soup. We're,
2: we're drinking canned pasta, boys. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, Cone,
1: can I try to guess your favorite soup?
3: you try and guess my favorite soup uh yeah you can go for it chicken noodle well that was easy yeah chicken noodle soup classic all-timer i don't need to say much more about it
1: now can you guess mine
3: (sighs) i'm gonna go with broccoli cheddar
1: broccoli cheddar is up there i would say it's close between broccoli cheddar and a good clam chowder i don't really like a can but if i get out in a restaurant it's usually delicious
3: okay all right i got close i got like second place um I got first, and no debate.
1: SpaghettiOs was probably third, though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys, let us know if SpaghettiOs are a soup or on. Um,
0: I'm about on to get dragged. <laughs> <laughs> just, let me
3: know if SpaghettiOs are a soup I'm super about not.
0: to get dragged.
3: Joey's going to deactivate tonight. <laughs> uh, speaking of deactivating, what are you guys' favorite midnight snacks? <laughs> uh, Ryan, uh, we'll go with you first.
1: Uh, as a man who often eats at midnight um i think my favorite midnight snack would have to be Shit.
3: Green, beans.
2: green beans uh, green
3: beans green beans <laughs> at midnight so, you're a domestic terrorist
1: <laughs> let me give you some context <laughs> on this i was on a group facetime with a bunch of friends from like a philly group chat mm-hmm. and this one chick was like asking me something and i wasn't responding she's like ryan can you, like, respond to me? I'm sorry. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'll give you some attention after I finish my green beans. <laughs> I was eating
3: green beans. <laughs> this like, dude's what? curving a female at night eating
1: green beans. <laughs> so after that, I consider green beans my favorite midnight snack. Oh,
3: my. SpaghettiOs is a favorite soup. Green beans is a midnight snack. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, Jelly, redeem yourself.
0: Oh, my gosh. Um, so I would uh, – let's see. Well, nothing hits harder than a Pop-Tart. Okay. Those things smack any day, any time of the day. What flavor, though? What flavor? Oh, yeah. I'm, a br- I'm a brown cinnamon guy. Thanks. I love okay. brown oh, cinnamon. No,
3: If sure. you said Ninja, or if you said Strawberry, Ninja was going to kick you off. very so
0: overrated, bro. Oh,
3: wow. This is now the third episode in a row we've also talked about Strawberry Pop-Tarts.
0: So this overrated, in my opinion. <laughs>
3: All right, Taylor. Totino's Pizza Rolls. Ooh, pizza rolls! Those smack.
1: You cannot go wrong with pizza rolls.
3: You can't. All right. Uh, for me, honestly, I'm really, I really like popcorn. Like mid midnight, I can eat popcorn. Uh, kettle corn specifically. I know some people aren't a huge fan, but I absolutely love kettle corn. So I'll go with that.
1: So when you tweet out your midnight roll call, are you munching on some popcorn. Sometimes.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, probably sometimes. I'll actually do it tonight. <laughs> I'll include that in the roll call.
1: Currently um, eating popcorn it's time for a midnight roll call.
3: <laughs> uh it's late night, get it right. Whatever. All right, speaking of whatever, um so PS4 or Xbox?
0: All right, this better be four votes to want, four votes to none.
3: Okay, so I'll start with Xbox.
2: <laughs> I'm going to us can make that two. <laughs>
0: i will follow that with xbox um let's go xbox what was i thinking xbox (laughs) there you go for nothing perfect (laughs) there we go Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, this actually relates now so ninja and i talked a little bit about our favorite video games last time so someone asked again about it so i was curious to hear what you guys's were so taylor what's your favorite video game of all time
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna say something and i'm gonna get dragged for it hard oh god before before (laughs) what Before Warzone, I've never owned a Call of Duty game in my life.
3: Mm-hmm. If you say Ghost or Advanced Warfare, you're off.
2: I've never played Call of Duty besides Warzone, bro. Okay. Like, is Warzone, Warzone your favorite? The first time... No, Heaven's not. All right, what's your favorite then? Fortnite. Uh,
1: all right, Prime Fortnite. No, no, no. That's good. Prime, Prime
3: Fortnite was different. That was really good. Uh, I'll give it to that, you. That was wild. Prime Fortnite is a top five
0: crash. video game for me of all I'm I'll telling you, when when I'm older, I'm gonna be the Fortnite Homer. Like when all the younger kids and like my kids are like, "Oh, this game's the best game of all time," I'm gonna say, "No, no, no. You didn't. Wait, ten hours with your squad for a win. <laughs> Fortnite was the best game of all time." That's what so i care.
2: I got to do another thing. Shout out at Hoodie Curry for his Minecraft fetish.
1: <laughs> fetish. <laughs> He gets on by he gets off by Minecraft. <laughs> I hope not. He just mind Simon or get turned off.
3: This took a strange turn out of nowhere.
0: Uh. Oh God. Okay. Uh, Jelly. <laughs> Alright, so um I have two different answers. So my my favorite game to play right now by far is Animal Crossing for anybody that has a Switch. Hey, I just love that game. I, I with Animal Crossing. Wait, real
1: quick, Jelly, how much do you charge for your turnups?
0: Yeah, how much are your turnips? <laughs> um, I forget. I think last week they were, um, I think like two hundred something. I'm yeah. not one of those bots on Twitter that's like, oh, six hundred, come to my island. Yeah, I don't expect, know if you guys expect have seen expect uh, some yeah.
1: people in your DMs after I'm done with <laughs>
0: it. Yeah, nah. <laughs> the worst dude. <laughs> hashtag turnips there's actually i saw speaking of that there's a guy on reddit and he and he put up his dodo code and he like put he, it was three letters and then two blanks because dodo codes are five letters and mm-hmm. he was like he was like okay the the one blank is uh is a number is an odd number and the other blank is um he was like it's a letter a through j And there were so many people under it fiending for his (laughs) coach. There's there's 700 bells on my island. People just go wild for him. But my favorite game of all time would probably have to be Destiny. I don't know if any of you guys played that.
1: I beat Destiny. When it came out, I beat it in, like, yeah. three days. I had no life the shit out of that game. I never got into, like, the heist or whatever yeah. they're called. I don't remember what they're called.
0: The strikes and, like, the raids yeah. and stuff. Yeah, 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 I
1: never really got into that, but I beat the story after, like, two or three days. I was I played that, like, nonstop when it came out.
0: Yeah, no, I love that game. So, yeah, that's my favorite of all time.
1: Oh, that's an interesting pick. I didn't really think about that. I
3: never really got into it like Ryan did, but it always seemed like a fun game. Sometimes I would just chill and watch him play it, so... Those are good picks. All right. It was be- better than some of the answers we got last episode.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I pressed Black Ops 1. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was
2: like, what, 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 what are we doing with that one? Like,
3: I was in a group chat last night. Um, shout out to the OG homosexuals. And they were they were just roasting Prez forever talking about Black Ops 1. <laughs> like, how does someone say Black Ops 1 is their favorite of all time?
0: It's not even the best Black Ops. Never mind. Dude, dude must not get attention at home.
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh All right. Um, so now we're going to go back to food a little bit. Uh, Jordan Pool World, Josh, uh, was asking us what our favorite candy is. So we'll start with... We'll start with... also I'll start with this one. Um, let's see. So I kind of... It kind of depends. I'm a really big fan of, like, fruity candy. Uh, like, I really like gummy Lifesavers and Skittles. Uh, so... I'm probably, I'll probably go Skittles. I feel like at any point I can eat Skittles. But I also really, really like just a classic Hershey's chocolate bar. Uh,
1: best Skittles color.
3: Best Skittles color, red. Easily. Easily they're red. They're all insane. The We're insane? What's yours?
2: No, 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 they're all the same. That's what I'm saying.
1: All the same? Oh, absolutely
3: not. They're
2: not you, all the
1: same. Yo, are you thinking of M&M's, bro?
2: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> Skittles here. Skittles all have
1: a different flavor.
3: <laughs> yeah. Clearly you do
1: Clearly, you don't
3: wait until the end of the bag and then make sure you eat one of each color at the end.
2: Nope.
3: <laughs> wow. Okay. You don't even need Skittles, right? <laughs> All right. I'll go with
2: mine I, now. I do eat Skittles. They're good. I do eat Skittles. <laughs> you better.
1: Big, I'm a big Reese's peanut butter cup fan.
3: Oh, uh, good good choice. Good choice. Reese's, good too.
1: Reese's with a glass of milk. Nothing can beat that shit. And I, I just love anything. Get, chocolate, oh, Reese's,
3: butter. some milk, some green beans at 1
1: a.m. and, and the actually, uh, actually, it's midnight, not 1 a.m. Get your facts, right? but um i just like anything peanut butter chocolate like tagalongs are my favorite girl scout cookie i mean i don't know just chocolate and peanut butter just a great combination for me that's fair
0: all right uh jelly um my favorite candy so i'm gonna go with airheads i love airheads um (laughs) (laughs) my favorite color airhead by far is blue raspberry nothing blue that's a good pick. um the mysterious one is good but it's not as good as blue raspberry i don't know um, if i ever want to eat something that says its flavor is mysterious <laughs> <laughs> no it's like it, it's weird they like clickbait you like the the wrapping's like silver and like all the little kids think oh i'm gonna get a different color but everybody gets like the same like, flavor the yeah yeah <clears throat>
3: No no, I'm just I'm just thinking if I was a little kid and my parents were like, Do you want like blue raspberry or mysterious? I think I would usually try and go with the raspberry. Uh all right, Taylor, your pick this is it's dude, this might be the first segment where we have it just destroyed someone for their pick, so it's up to you.
2: My favorite candy of all time is Gummy Bears. Okay. I love I love it.
1: Damn, you guys are not you guys are fruity motherfuckers. Like what the heck <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well damn, alright. Uh, gummy bears slap. They're
2: they're absolutely the best, especially okay. the red and the green ones.
3: Oh, there you go. See, all right, it's talking about Skittles not having flavors, we're talking about your favorite color of gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Whack as hell. Ah, all right. Um speaking of gummy bears, actually, I'm not even gonna pretend like that transition makes sense. Uh we're gonna talk now we're gonna talk about a debate that I'm sure Taylor in specific feels very passionate about the Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker debate, which a lot of people asked about uh, seeing as the jazz fan was coming on. So uh, Taylor, I'll let you make your case first. I'm sure you have a strong opinion on this, so we'll go with that. I want to see Devin Booker's playoff stats case closed. <laughs> Hold on. Let me try and pull them up. Uh, I can't find him. Do you have another website? <laughs> That's why my friends doesn't seem to have them. Uh, but funny enough, I actually like Devin Booker. Uh, de- maybe it's just because Devin Booker. You like him, favorite. or you think he's better? I think he's better. Well, both. <laughs> um, but I think it's just because Devin Booker is one of my favorite players. I love, like, I feel like he's just underrated by a lot of people. I know he hasn't been in the playoffs, uh, but he also hasn't had the coaching that Donovan Mitchell has had, or a player like Rudy Gobert, who we'll talk about in a few minutes as well. Um, but just. I don't know. I feel like Devin Booker, if he gets those pieces, if DeAndre develops, he has a chance to be one of like the Sun's all-time greats. So we'll see how he keeps going. For right now, it's I personally think you can go either way, and there's not like one right side to the argument. But currently, I lean Devin Booker, although it does change sometimes.
2: I, I can respect that. My, my one other thought is... Um... I hear a lot of these things about how Devin Booker leads in statistical categories, but mm-hmm. my, my one problem with that is you bring up stats, but where are the wins?
3: That's he fair. Can put,
2: he can put up 26 points a night, sure, but if it's not leading the wins, is that really doing anybody besides him any good?
3: That's fair. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on that?
1: Sorry, my camera came up for some reason. I was really confused why I was able to see my face. But, <laughs> but, what, you went very quiet for a minute. Yeah, I was just like, I, I'm looking at basketball reference. I'm looking at Devin Booker's playoff stats. There's not much to show, but um, I switched back to the Skype call and I just see my face staring back at me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> hey there.
3: The FBI is watching you for trying to find Devin Booker's playoff stats. <laughs> but um, Are you-
1: if it de- I kind of think it depends. I think... Devin Booker, if I had to pick someone on a given night to go off, I would pick Devin Booker, because I think Donovan Mitchell, I don't know, I played a lot of fantasy basketball, and I bet on Donovan Mitchell a lot, because he's so inconsistent, so his price on, like, FanDuel is constantly low, and he's fucked me over so many fucking times, (laughs) so I kind of have a personal, like, grudge against him, but I don't know, man, I think they both have, I think they're both really solid players, I think Booker is a better scorer overall, but I think if you want a more complete player, I think definitely Donovan Mitchell.
3: All right uh jelly, you got any thoughts?
0: Um, yeah, so obviously I'm being a Philly fan. there's that Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell like rivalry that that was a thing uh Ben's rookie year or his i think it was Donovan's rookie year, and then it was also Ben considered Ben's rookie year, but um I think that this debate really can't be officially decided until we see what Devin Booker and the Suns can actually put together in Phoenix because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, this year they started out hot, um, then Ayton gets suspended, um, and then, you know, they kind of just sit in like, I guess it was like the 8 through 11. They kind of just bounced through the 8 through 11 seeds in the West mm-hmm. before the season kind of got suspended. But I think it the – The only way that I really look at it is, like, if you were to swap the two and put Devin Booker on the Jazz, would the Jazz still be as good as they are with Donovan Mitchell? And if you were to put Donovan Mitchell on the Suns, would the Suns be better than they are with Devin Booker? So I think once Devin Booker gets, you know, somewhat of a system built in Phoenix for him, just because they've kind of had some struggles building around him, I think then it'll really open a lot of people's eyes and people will be like, yeah, like, he's a lot better. But for me right now, I think I'd take Donovan Mitchell just because he's kind of led Utah um, being their main scorer. Um, I know, you know, they're kind of just built around, like, him, Rudy, and then, like, just a lot of really good role players. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I think I'd take him right now.
3: That's fair. I feel, like I said, I think it's an argument where it could go either way. I don't think there's a wrong answer. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Suns can get a little more stability. They've had mm-hmm. a million coaching switches while Devin Booker's been there. I, don't, mm-hmm. I think there's some stat where Devin Booker hasn't had a coach for more than like one year at a time. So hopefully they can find that stability DeAndre Ayton can develop. Um, maybe they get a solid prospect in this year's draft and finally make that playoff push that people have been hoping they're going to try and make. But at this point I've stopped expecting it until uh, I'm proven otherwise. So, uh, the next part of that is talking about the whole Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell situation. And should the jazz trade one of them? Uh, people ask, should they trade Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell? But I personally don't think it's a debate we even need to have. I feel like if you trade one of them, you easily trade Rudy Gobert before you trade Donovan Mitchell. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Taylor, we'll start with you since you are the Jazz fan here. What are your thoughts on the whole relationship situation?
2: I don't even know anymore, man. I've been, <laughs> seen so much, so, I've been seeing so many things on Twitter about things aren't as bad as they seem. Oh, just <laughs> kidding. Things are unfixable. Um, until I get some real clarity, I don't know what to really think. But I agree with you. Gobert's the one that has to go. The one idea that I did have on that, and this is not me advocating for us to trade Gobert at all because I – I don't necessarily think that the return you would get back is going to justify how good he is to, to most teams. Mm-hmm. The one package I saw that I did not totally hate was us shipping him to Brooklyn in return for Dinwiddie, Lavert, Jarrett Allen, and a first round pick.
1: Mm-hmm. That is a haul.
3: That is a haul. If Karis Levert can play like he did last season before getting injured, that's a steal.
1: That's true. If you put Gobert, though, with Kyrie and KD, that's, that's pretty nasty. But dude, then where does DeAndre Jordan play? <laughs>
3: He's got to be starting. You play a yeah. power forward and let, the, let oh. that suffer. Oh, God, imagine the spacing if you put DeAndre Jordan at power forward with Rudy
2: Gobert. <laughs> if KD and Kyrie can't score, they're going 0-82. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's interesting. I'm. It's been weird to see all these conflicting reports going on. Uh, we really don't know what's going on. I'm. I feel like they're professionals; they can figure it out. But at the same time, uh, from this, from like the Instagram post that Domin Mitchell made, it seemed like some things were unrepairable. But I guess we'll see. Um, Jelly, do you have any thoughts on that?
0: Um. Yeah, I think like you started the uh, you know, point off with. I think Rudy is by far. The guy that if it came to anything where the relationship like they're talking about isn't salvageable, Utah wants to move on because they don't want to give him the max. Whatever it is, he's the guy to go before Donovan. Yeah. Um, just because Donovan, you know, Rudy does a lot for your team on defense, but Donovan's a guy where he can provide, you know, he can make a lot of people better on your team. And he's also their main scorer, like I said. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that. It'll be really interesting to uh, see what Utah does because I feel like with everything going on right now and there's talks about the uh, the salary cap coming down and a lot of teams might be like trying to dump their players that have bigger contracts to build around guys that are on, you know, more lenient contracts. I think it'll be very interesting to see what they do with Gobert this off season, because mm. if I'm a Utah fan, do I want to give Rudy Gobert a max contract? Like coming from a Sixers fan and we just signed Al Horford to that huge <laughs> contract, I would tell you, yes, I would Al tell Horford you, don't Klander. like, like, don't do that. It's not good. Like it, it's not going to turn out good for you. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Jazz fans, you know, seem to really like him. Um, so I, obviously they have a different opinion on it. But from me looking from the outside, I, I tell you that that'd be a mistake. Yeah, mm-hmm. coming from coming coming from Utah fan too.
2: We don't want to max him
0: either. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just so weird because you, he's such an impactful player. It's so clear his impact on the court defensively, but he just can't score, man. If if he could just get like a solid mid-range jumper or something, it would help them. It would help so
2: much. I don't think
1: I've ever seen his feet leave the ground <laughs> other than going for a rebound. I,
2: yeah, I, I, I have. He has a little bit of a floater move, but it's still really limited.
3: Saucy. (laughs) Give give Gobert some Kyrie handles, some Curry shooting. Greatest
1: player of all time. Speaking of sauce, let's talk about about some NFL real quick. Um, (laughs) You don't really...
3: I'm
1: kind of of an NFL casual, if I'm being honest. Like, I follow it. I know most of the players, but I'm not like... I can't bring out stats and shit to back up my points. Mm -hmm. But, um... A couple people asked us about our sleeper NFL teams, so I'll start with mine because my opinion is probably the worst, and then we'll just we'll move on down the line. Oh, you're
3: gonna talk about your tweet from a few days ago?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they obviously made some great moves. Their full year of Kenyon Drake. Uh, they, Larry Fitz decided to keep on playing somehow. I don't know how this man is still playing through every the year.
3: Harder of the NFL, this man is just finding a way to always be around.
1: <laughs> and then I think Kyler Murray definitely made the right choice going to football. This man's been, this man had a pretty solid rookie year. Mm -hmm. and obviously the move getting deandre hopkins that's that's pretty crazy so i think they're gonna have a really good offense i don't know shit about their defense but i'm sure it'll be fine (laughs) but um and obviously (laughs) you saw cliff kingsbury's house like how can you fucking lose with that kind of house exactly (laughs) so that's gonna be my pick arizona cardinals uh super bowl bound
3: super bowl bound yep wow wow he said sleeper teams not terrible takes
1: I mean, Seattle
2: they're going to be sleeping in, in the Francisco hotels next in Tampa. Bro. In division.
3: Oh my lord! All right. Um, anyone else want to follow that up with something less insane? Uh, Taylor. I got
2: you. I got you. Okay. I'm going to go with Buffalo.
3: Buffalo is a good pick. I, like I, think, pick. I, really I think. they can win their division.
2: offense now that they've got Stephon Diggs, and they already had a decent defense last year that keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Talk about adding AJ Espineza in the in the second round. What a steal!
3: Yeah, Bills had a good draft, and yeah. I, I honestly forget a lot of times about the digs at pick up. I feel like it's just gone, like, over at this point. Like, it was like, oh, that's cool. And then the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins, so everyone kind of just forgot about it.
1: They also drafted be- a better quarterback, so Josh Allen's shaking his boots. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, like, but yeah, I really think that Buffalo is not only going to win their division this year, they're going to be a divisional round team if not going to be the AFC Championship, but they're not beating the Chiefs.
3: Yeah, I think they've still got a little bit to go to get there. But yeah, the che- the Bills feel like a team like the Titans. Like they could go into the playoffs, and people are like, "Oh, like they're a good team." Like they go on a run at the end of the season, but no one expects them to go like to the championship game and then they pull something off. So.
1: And then they max Ryan, <laughs> yeah, Ryan Tannehill.
3: Yeah, they max Ryan Tannehill. I'm sorry, had go. a
2: good year last year, but that's gonna backfire so bad.
3: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's a, such a good story, though, man. I feel I'm happy for Tannehill. It was cool to see him get some success. Uh, All right, Jelly?
0: All right, so my sleeper team this year is the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. I think they have a real good chance to obviously be a wild card team because I don't think they're going to win the AFC West um, with the Chiefs in it. Um, But I have their schedule up here from last year. In games that they lost last year, they lost to the Raiders week one by eight. They lost to the Bears week one by two. They lost to the Jags. They made a field goal. They lost to the Jags week four by two. They lost to the Chiefs by twenty four, but we're not going to talk about that. They lost to the Colts by two. They lost to the Vikings by four. And if anybody remembers that game, they were up twenty three to zero going into the fourth, I think, or twenty three mm-hmm. to seven. Woo! Um,
2: you're you're telling me that Kirk Cousins actually did something in an NFL game?
0: Yes. It happens no, sometimes. That game was – yeah, that game was that game was crazy. They came all the way back. So, yeah, basically my point is if they can, like, afloat ship in the fourth quarter with Drew Locke and their defense, obviously with Bradley Chubb coming back, can really start to make some plays. I know they lost Chris Harris in the secondary, Will Parks to the Eagles. I'm excited for that. Um, but I just feel like when you add Jerry Judy – to a receiving core that already has Cortland Sutton. Yeah, they killed the draft, man. Mm-hmm. And then they also got KJ Hamler. So you kind of have your three-headed monster there. You have the big the big guy that can go up and get the contested catches. You have the extreme route runner in Judy, and then you have the speedster in Hamler. So Drew Locke got some weapons. There's no reason why he should he should not have a good year, and Bouvon's going to get slandered for it if he doesn't.
3: Yeah, man, there's a lot of Broncos fans who are really <laughs> diehard for Drew Locke. So... I hope yeah. that he shows out. He's a fun player. Um, I guess my t- my team. I'm gonna go with the Colts. Uh, I feel like I feel like Philip Rivers is, is poised to have kind of a bounce back season. I know he didn't do too well, but the Colts have some good weapons. I think that they made they made some good picks in the draft, and I don't know. They just feel like a team that they shouldn't be like. They they only went seven and nine last season. It felt it feels like they were worse, or they had a worse record than they played at times uh Jacoby Brissett wasn't too great um so I feel like they're a team that can just turn it around and it sucks that Andrew Luck retired man that made me so sad I was really hoping to see him have a bounce back season but I'm hopeful that they can have a good season from Phillip Rivers and then bring in the young guy after that one so <clears throat> all right okay, I,
2: I, I got one question oh. for you guys okay what was worse the Cardinals to the Super Bowl or drinking SpaghettiOs
3: drinking
1: uh, G- spaghetti, spaghetti
3: is absolutely there's no, there nothing on this podcast that will top drinking spaghettios. Unless <laughs> well,
0: you
1: say al horford was a good signing then uh that might happen <laughs> yeah Horford's a good signing is the only thing that could stop that
0: Get a takes fan on here we'll say that in a minute
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh talking about al horford signings um, we're gonna talk about biggest nba what ifs and your what if could be what if al horford did not get that huge contract um shout out to gavin for this one uh I guess, Brian, do you want to start with this one?
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to be, what if the 76ers didn't fuck up all their draft picks?
3: So. <laughs> as in, like, Markel Fultz.
1: I mean, just a couple, man. I mean, we drafted centers, like, like they were coming up, getting pumped out of a factory with Noel, Okafor, and Embiid. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like we kind of dropped the ball. Like, obviously, we got some great picks. I mean, Dario worked out as a late first. Um. Covington is an undrafted free agent. Um, I think a lot of guys kind of worked out pretty well for us. But, I mean, if you just think about it, if, w- even if one of, like, Ja, Noel, Fultz, if those guys just, like, worked out for us, I mm-hmm. mean, that would that'd be crazy. Like, we passed up on guys like Tatum, Siakam. I mean, the list goes on of people we freaking could have picked. But It's crazy, man, because Fultz was, even, like, Even, even Zyre Smith, me. man. Even, I mean, he still has time. But, I mean, there's tons of people late in that first round mm-hmm. that we could have picked. Fultz or was, like, widely considered play. as
3: that number one overall pick. And then his situation was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in sports. Like, he just comes in, he just forgot how to shoot. Because he was good at that in college. And then...
0: Like, yeah, there's, there's like, dead-ass conspiracies that he, like... Like, if you look on YouTube and look up, like, Markel Foltz like, shoulder injury. Like, people dead-ass think, like, he got in a motorcycle accident. And, like, nobody knew. No. And he didn't notify the team. Like, okay. there's so many... Yeah, I didn't realize so many, there was a like,
3: whole YouTube conspiracy section for Markel. No, nah, yeah, Fultz. There's,
0: there's, there's, a
3: lot. I'm gonna have to look into this. Um, let us know what your favorite Markel Fultz conspiracy is. Uh, <laughs> my, my NBA what if is very, very obvious. I feel like it's just what if we won one game in the 2016 Western Conference Finals after going up three one. Uh, you
1: would have been in the NBA Finals. That's what would have happened.
3: That is what would have happened. Um, but like I feel like if we get there. I might be a little biased, but I strongly believe that if we make it to the finals, we beat the Cavs. Uh, And if if we make it to that finals, does KD leave? Which then leads to questions about how the NBA unfolds later with the Warriors. Do other teams win championships outside of them? Uh, I feel like that Western Conference Finals is like the biggest moment by far in recent NBA history in kind of shaping the landscape of the NBA. So that's mine. Uh, Jelly.
0: All right. So obviously, like you guys talked about, there's a lot of what ifs. Um, like Ryan talked about for the Sixers, obviously our our biggest what if is you know what if we didn't trade up out in the three spot in 2017. You know, list goes on. Um, but I have to say, my biggest what if would be what if LeBron never went to Miami. Um, And it kind of for me is like a little different because I feel like once LeBron left to go to Miami and other players around the league started seeing, hey, like, you know, maybe I don't have to stay loyal to a team, you know, that because a lot of people like around the league back then were like saw it as like and like guys in the league still have that mentality. Like you look at a guy like Dame Lillard and, Mm -hmm. and, and you're like, hey, like. Like You could have an opportunity where, like, if you voice your opinion, you're like, I want to win. The team can trade you and you can, you know, go somewhere and, and really try and compete for a championship. But like those guys really like staying like Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal has voiced his opinion about staying in Washington. Um, but I really think that like once LeBron was really voicing his opinion about, you know, getting with other players and, you know, forming the big three. Um, That other players around the league kind of looked around and were like, wait, if the best player in the league's doing it, like we should probably start doing it too. And I really think that's what it was a whole domino effect of like just Mm -hmm. guys wanting to team up with each other. You know, you see, um, let's see, after that season, you know, just a a notable list of guys that, you know, have left teams. I was actually doing some data on um, some guys and I was looking back at all the rosters, in like 2014 which is it's six years ago but it's still not that long ago and there's still only like four or five guys in the league that are still on the team that they were in 2014 so I feel like that like really just kind of shifted the whole makeup of the league and Mm -hmm. players really just getting mobile
3: yeah we are in like a unprecedented level of player movement in the NBA I think last offseason like there was something like fifty percent or like sixty percent of players were free agents, and like a large, a substantial amount of them left th- their team and went to somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. that's interesting to think about. That's something I don't, I don't think I've thought about before. But, I mean, that makes sense. So, that's a good one. I think that's one of the ones that I don't think I've ever seen before when talking about what ifs. Uh, Taylor.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I was going to go with the 3-1 as well, but since you said that, I got I had a backup prepared because I figured you were going to go there, and it really just depends on which one of us went first. Mm-hmm. Um, my what if is, what if Michael Jordan never took that year and a half and retired and went and played baseball? Mm-hmm. Do we think that the Bulls could have legitimately made a run from 91 to 98 as eight-time champions?
0: That would that would be wild. On man. popular opinion. I don't think they beat Hakeem in the Rockets.
3: I think I could agree. I think I think when you, there, you reach a point where you get so fatigued that you can't really pull keep pulling it off. Um, I think that they, yeah, I think they'd probably lose the next season to Hakeem. Maybe then they come back and win one uh, after a season off. But I feel like you it reaches a point where you're so fatigued after going to so many finals that it's impossible to win them all. I just I don't think he could pull it off, but it is interesting to think about how that would have changed. I mean, baseball wouldn't have its greatest player of all time.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: It wouldn't have inspired (sighs) Tim Tebow to do what he's doing right now. I mean, where would Tim Tebow be?
2: Hopefully retired somewhere, and we didn't have to talk to him anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, at least Tim Tebow's climbing the ranks, man. Yeah, man. Leave him be- Something
3: that bothered me is that last night when they were talking about Jordan on the Last Dance episode, they mentioned, like, he could have easily made Major League Baseball, but he was only batting, like, 200 in Double A. Like, I get he's Michael Jordan and all that stuff, but if you're batting 200 in the Double A, you do not deserve a chance at the, at the Major Leagues unless you improve a little bit. I don't know. No, and it's
0: yeah, they're playing- playing- oh, go ahead, Jelly. Go ahead. I was just gonna say you play road to the show and you can hit four hundred, they still don't call you up for like two years. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm not sure how big you guys are on baseball. I, I think I think all all four of us here are baseball fans, and I know Jilly just said he played. But um the biggest thing that stood out to me when they were talking about Jordan on the documentary last night was how teams are kinda not really taking him seriously and we we're just kinda giving him pitches to hit and then they were just throwing him nonstop stop off speed pitches, and that's definitely what like separates like a good player from like a great player is being able to, like, adjust to off-speed pitches. And if not playing for 14 years, that's just, like, repetition, man. Like, you can't – anyone can hit a fastball if you know it's coming and it's going to be in the zone. But when you have sliders and splitters going all different directions with that fastball mixed in, you can't just, like – anyone can't do that. That's why I think baseball is one of the toughest sports to play.
2: It is very
0: difficult. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Alright, uh, so we've got only got a couple topics left, but this next one, we're going to talk about our top five power forwards of all time. It's an interesting spot to start since we haven't talked about point guard shooting guards or small forwards, but uh, it was asked of us, so would anyone specifically like to go first? Uh, Ryan, you got yours.
1: Um, yeah, I'm not going to put them in order just because I really haven't had time to research it, but I'll give you like the five, I think, are the top. Okay. So I'm counting LeBron as a small forward because i looked up like a master list and they had lebron on there for some reason i was like uh no but i'm gonna have i'm gonna go tim duncan uh dirk uh charles barkley uh carl malone and fat kevin love
3: oh okay okay the best minnesota timberwolves power forward of all time
1: i think if fat kevin love in his prime could have taken tim duncan 1v1 like easily Mm -hmm. he's just got (laughs) he's got too much mass he's too dense and then Dirk couldn't have faded if he was on him. Dirk couldn't have done the fadeaway just because he he's just not enough space. And he
3: he he has so much gravity. You can't fade away from something that large. Mhm. All right, that's a fair list. Uh, Taylor.
2: Fat Kevin Love is the greatest power forward of all time. <laughs> Changed my mind. You can. not <laughs> Is that your full list? Just Fat Kevin Love? Um, pretty much. Okay,
3: that's fair. Okay,
2: okay, okay, okay. But in, but in all seriousness here um tim duncan kevin garnett charles barkley uh carl malone and dirk nowitzki and that's not in order but
3: okay i feel like that's like a good master list i mean you could put fat kevin love in there but outside of that um i'm surprised none of you two at the first two put al horford
0: in there but maybe jelly will change that jelly yeah um so i got tim duncan Mm-hmm. Then I got Dirk. This isn't in order. So I did have Tim Duncan, Dirk, Malone, um, and Garnett. But at five, um, I, th- I think I have Urson Ilyasova. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, no
1: one takes more charges than him. So, I mean,
0: yeah. Okay. But one other thing.
2: Can we talk about how Bleach Report put Draymond Green on the 2010? <laughs> I was literally about
3: to
1: just say that. That's whack. That's whack. I'm sorry. So you, actually, C- Conan and I were talking about like who else we would have put on there. We, we thought of like five different names you could have probably put on there, especially if they were going for like the stretch five route. You could have even put more people on there.
3: Like shoot, you could put Kevin Durant at the center, put LeBron at the three or four, and then put Kawhi in there. I feel like Kawhi is a great pick. I'm surprised he wasn't on that list. I don't yeah, know. Like, you, and you can't say it's because they wanted a center because Draymond isn't a center. Or fat Kevin Love. Or fat Kevin Love. Man, hey, I hate this list. Um
2: I hate it here. I want to <laughs> go home.
3: I also hate it here. But before you can go home, my top five power forwards include uh I've got Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, uh Dirk, Charles Barkley, and Kevin Garnett. So kind of very similar lists. Um some people included some I included a little bit more outlandish guys. Some guys were more rational like Ryan with fat Kevin Love. Um we talked about Ursan Ilyasova, some of the all-time yeah. greats. Uh, the guys who really changed the position for the rest mm-hmm. of the league. Um, talking about Urson Ilyasova, next we're going to go to uh, kind of a debate about which player you would start your franchise with. Ursan um, isn't a pick here, but if you want to write him in, that's fair. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I know you're looking forward to that segment. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, so would you rather start your franchise with John Morant, Zion, Trey Young, or Luka? No, we'll start with. Uh, actually, I can start this time. I'm gonna go with. See, I feel like it's difficult because I think Luca's the obvious pick for right now. I was about now. to say.
1: I think. If, I think everyone here should pick Luca, in my opinion. That like, was my choice. Yeah, I feel like Luca's the obvious pick. Right, let's throw Luke out. Let's throw Luke out. Let's do Trey, Trey, Zion, and Jaw. I'm gonna
3: go Zion. Uh, I think Trey's an amazing offensive player. Jaw's really good as well. But something about Zion feels like he has, like, that all-time great potential. Um, I don't know. I And just the way he ca- he stormed onto the scene. If I'm an owner and I want my tickets to sell, put Zion in the building, and th- my Steam's going to sell it every night. Uh, I don't think – I personally think Zion's a no-brainer, but
1: uh, Ryan? Um, see, I, like, I think Zion's definitely going to be – has the best, like, projected, like, outcome out of the three of them. <laughs> but I think um, – I, would, I want someone to lead my offense if I'm starting a team. Like, obviously, if I want someone on my team, I'd pick Zion out of those three people, like, 100%. Mm-hmm. But if I'm starting a team, I want to build my team around someone who's going to, like, take charge and, like, handle the ball. So I'm going to probably pick Trey Young, just because right now I think he's better than Jaw. And you can't really teach someone that can just get absolute buckets from anywhere in the court. Like, you can't teach, like, a Steph Curry, like – you can't just throw fucking Joakim Noah in the three-point line with Steph Curry. And he Why can't not? Because you just can't. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that.
3: Disagree completely. We'll talk about that so, after.
1: I don't know, man. I, I'm going to go with Trey.
0: That's my pick. Okay. Uh, Jelly? Uh, yes, yeah, so I think there's, you know, for me, Zion is the like unanimous pick here just because you have a negative defender in Trey Young. And that's kind of going to be his question mark throughout his career, I think is, can he somehow become, you know, a viable defender, like not a complete uh, mismatch on defense. Um, And then John Morant, you know, he's, he should win rookie of the year this year Uh, putting Memphis in the eight seed, you know, somehow when I thought they were going to be right back in the lotto next year is, is absolutely insane. But just the potential that Zion has, on both offense and defense. Um, I think mm-hmm. just outweighs, you know, you know, Trey's outstanding playmaking ability and making everybody better because of his floor spacing. I think Zion's just one of those guys that is just once in a generation. And I think he's the clear pick here to start the franchise around. Obviously there's like injury concerns and stuff, you know, people yeah. wanting to slim down and everything, but I I'd roll the dice on him for five years um, over the other guys. Yeah, I think injury concerns are the big one
3: with Zion. But if, if he can stay healthy, man, he's going to be an absolute monster. Taylor?
2: Um, you know, I like everything that everybody said. I personally would pick Morant for the reasons we've already talked. Uh, I, I don't like Trey on defense. I think, he's got, he, I think he's an outstanding offensive player. But his defense lacks a little too much for me to just say, yes, that's 100% the person that I'm going to build around for the next five years. And mm. I think Zion is technically the better player than Mar- than Jaw is, but I, his injury concerns still just worry me because it seems like if he gets hurt at all, he's going to be out for an extended period of time. I think Morant is one of the, is, in my opinion, the most complete player out of the three of them anyways. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I would feel better about him running point guard for my team and then trying to build around the rest of it than taking a chance on Trey's... Awful defense, or Zion with his with his injury concerns.
3: That's fair. Yeah, I think obviously the injury thing is like like I was saying a big concern. Um, also, Zion might break a lot of shoes in his time in the NBA, so that's a lot of money you have to think about. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm it's good to see we had a couple of different answers. That um, yeah, I think with Luca on there, Luca is obviously the choice. But um, it's interesting to think about. We'll see how their careers unfold. It'll be fun to watch the three of them. I feel like the league has an unprecedented amount of young talent right now. It feels like the the sky's the limit for several different people in the league. Um, so it'll be fun to see how that works out. All right, we're now heading into our final topic, and that is our favorite and least favorite memory in sports. So I can go first if you want me to, because they come to my head very quickly. <clears throat> uh, my least favorite memory in sports is easily the 3-1 lead. Um, I remember, especially because my friends were absolutely brutal when that happened. Uh, I remember we lost the last game, and I just kind of sat on the floor in my bathroom and cried. Uh, emotional times, and my friends made a meme that like blew up on Twitter. I don't know where it is now, but it got like a couple thousand likes uh, about me being sad. So it was cool to see that, uh, but yeah, it's just every time I think about that, it makes me so sad because it was the closest I closest I've ever been to seeing one of my teams win a championship in a time that I can like actually remember. So hopefully we'll get back there someday, but I'm not sure uh, where, when it'll be. So that every time I think about that, it just kills me. Uh, My favorite memory in sports, to be honest, I don't know (laughs) off the top of my head. Um, It's tough because there hasn't been a lot like other than a couple like playoff wins i haven't had any like no one's won a championship um other than the yankees in 2009 but i wasn't old enough to fully remember that so i'm probably i'm gonna go with russell westbrook's mvp uh seeing him come in and win that after be after being scorned by kevin durant was the coolest thing ever Well, just watching him destroy teams in his path on the way to winning seeing my favorite player and the guy who got me into basketball winning mvp was really cool for me so those are my picks uh taylor
2: my least favorite sports moment um, is finding out that Houston was screwing this over for the last three years in the playoffs. <laughs>
3: man. I'm Got sure it?
2: Ryan and Connor don't like that either, but I was yeah. furious.
3: Yeah, that that hurt, man. It, I can't believe they didn't get wh- oh, Quick, Quick side note, Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in sports.
2: Amen. <laughs> He's worse than Goodell, and that's saying something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that made me absolutely furious. And it was even worse when they freaking got slapped on the wrist. Instead of, like, actually suspending players and making them pay for what they did.
3: hmm I mean, so, who knows, man? They might get a hit a lot this season, if the season ever starts up.
2: Uh, side note on that, actually. Jeff passing today actually reported that they're, that the owners have agreed on a proposal, they're going to present to the players tomorrow.
3: Ooh. All right, interesting. Maybe we can watch some MLB baseball instead of Korean baseball like two in the morning every night. (laughs) Mm. Jeez. Hey, man, go twins.
1: No, NC Dinos all the way. NC Dinos? (laughs) Hold on. You can't just be a. (laughs) Why do you you
3: just always pick these teams in spite of me?
2: I guess the Brothers uh... are there for. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Did you say your favorite already? Taylor. No, I have. Uh, uh, what do you got, bro? I have a hard time with that one too. I mean, the Yankees championship in 2009 was great, but I was in second grade and don't really remember that. Still in your pull-ups? No, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: strutting in the second grade, wearing a pull-up.
1: Taylor, the thing about that, he's like, wait a minute, was I still in pull-ups?
3: <laughs> celebrating a Yankees World Series in your pull-up? Oh,
2: I remember staying up past my bedtime that night though and watching the last. Oh, like, badass. I'm impressed. Um I don't know. My sports teams have done nothing for me but a lot of disappointment. You wanna talk another about another least favorite? The double doink.
3: Damn man. You you are just you're just gonna talk about two of your least favorite <laughs> memories and there's no happiness.
2: My teams kinda suck, man. Alright, I'll give you that. Yeah. Wait,
1: who's who's your football team,
2: Taylor? The Bears. Bears. Oh, man. man. Double oh, cool. Doink. Yeah that's upsetting I mean, man if you want to talk about my favorite probably manchester city winning the premier league the last two years okay okay that would be the first
3: mention of soccer on
2: this podcast in three episodes it
3: might be the last we'll
1: see also might be the last. We'll see. <laughs> i'm uh, gonna get dragged for that one on the timeline but it's okay <laughs> ryan what's yours so i'm kind of with taylor for least favorite i mean i think jelly will agree with me on my other one but i mean Jose Altuve hitting that home run on uh I rolled as Chapman this past playoffs. It was the most, like, distraughtful thing I've ever watched. I was just mouth wide open watching him around the bases. I had the same face as Chapman. I was like, what the fuck, man? Especially and, and, after DJ LeMay, We thought we had no hope, and then DJ LeMahieu had a home run to tie it up.
2: Man, that game was wild, man. It was a roller coaster.
1: That was a great game. Not going to lie. But, um, yeah, that's definitely for baseball. Um, Basketball has definitely got to be the Kawhi shot because that team last year had so much potential. And... Man, I just remember standing up watching the game, it happened, I was just, my mom's like, I'm so sorry, and I'm just like, <laughs> I did not know what to say. <laughs> I just took off, I was wearing my Joel Embiid and jersey, and I just took it off and like placed it down and just sat down and like, I didn't cry, but I was just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, I just, I could not believe it.
3: I'm glad that I'm not the only one in here who's gotten through a lot of sports-related trauma. Uh Jelly, tell us about your traumas. Oh wait, actually, Ryan, you haven't said your favorite yet, did you?
1: No, I did not. My favorite would definitely be uh UVA basketball winning March Madness last year.
3: Mm, oh yeah, that's a good one. That's because, a
1: good Because as many of you know, that's where Conan and I go to school, and the fact that we were actually there for it made it like 100 times better. Just like the celebrate it was like having a championship parade with like thousands of people right after the game ended like obviously championship parades are awesome in general but everyone's like still hype about the game because the game literally just happened it was just like such a surreal moment to have everyone together like that
3: man it would have been a little bit better if i didn't have a stomach bug that day i woke up the like the morning before with a stomach bug and then everyone was going out to celebrate and i made it for about 10 minutes and then had to return home and just go to bed Which is very dis- – so the one time I've seen one of my favorite teams win a championship, I had I had a stomach bug. Yeah. you were sick. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jelly, what about you, man?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, so obviously, like Ryan said, my uh, biggest disappointment got to be the Kawhi bounce. It has mm-hmm. to be. And I think it it's continued to hit home just, you know, after seeing Jimmy leave and then signing Horford, that kind of made us all, you know – clickbaited us all Oh, we got this lineup of of everybody's over 6-6 six, six. we're gonna absolutely suffocate other teams offenses not that didn't happen at all um so that's definitely my biggest disappointment just because and I think seeing the Raptors win it too like that that just hit that entire year it just hit and it was like man if that shot didn't go in if that shot didn't go in um but my my favorite sports memory by far got to be the Eagles Super Bowl. I still don't believe it to this day that they won a Super Bowl with it being their first. It, it Like for me, everything kind of just happened because um, that was the year that I graduated high school. Um, and then the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So it was just like two things that I'll never forget in my life happened in the same year. So that one was definitely pretty surreal for me man especially with nick Foles,
3: the better the two quarterbacks winning for you that's dope
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh,
3: well i'm glad some some people here have some traumas as well as me uh, i'm not the only one but <laughs> with with discussing our personal traumas that wraps it up for today uh we've gotten there were a couple of topics which we didn't have time to get to because we've run a little bit long but uh, i'm sure we'll have plenty of time to address those in future episodes since we're putting about one a day out there um so real quick, uh, just gonna go through does anyone have any final thoughts? I'll ask each person and then we'll wrap it up. So uh Taylor, you got any final thoughts?
2: Bulls was taking the bears to the Super Bowl this year.
3: That might be the worst that
0: that rivals the <laughs> spaghettios thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jelly. Um nothing really, man. Thank you for real, both of you guys for having us on. Uh continued uh you know be be a mentor for all the uh little 14-year-olds on NBA Twitter, 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds, whatever whatever age group, age demographic they're in, just continue to they they look up to you guys and I'm sure they really appreciate y'all doing this. So continue to do a good job on it. We'll do yeah, man, you're, appreciate you're that.
2: Like, you realize they look like up to us too, right?
0: I look up to you guys. Well, I and mean, they did, look up, and they probably look up you to
1: Chris you guys
3: too, guys. Yeah. Ryan, you have any final thoughts?
1: Uh, not really. Just I appreciate all the support. Uh, it's pretty crazy waking up and getting a bunch of people like adding me podcast related stuff. And, and just like shout, another shout out to Chris for freaking live tweeting the second episode. That shit was, that was I was so weak. <laughs> that was that is, fantastic. That was
3: so funny. Yeah, so, for real, guys, if you've got any like like memes or something, uh, Ryan just made a Twitter for the podcast. Um, I retweeted it. So if you see that, go check it out. I'll probably add it when I tweet out this episode, too um meantime go check out jelly and taylor's podcast uh i was on the first episode it was a lot of fun and they're doing really good stuff over there so go check that out too while you're at it um especially if you like this one which i hope you do because now you've made it an hour and 12 minutes in so 12 minutes bro that's an hour and 13 now um wow. It says hour two. I
2: didn't, I didn't realize we had
3: gone for that long. Oh, mine says an hour thirty two. Oh, the recording's only an hour two. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Call's an hour thirteen. Well, you made an hour two minutes. If you make it to hour thirteen, then you've been sitting on a blank screen for ten minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, seriously guys, thank you so much for all the support. Um live tweeting, making jokes and stuff like that are hilarious. Someone made a picture of I don't know if you guys have seen that bonk meme, but someone made it with the podcast bonking out Horford, which was absolutely hilarious. I don't remember who exactly made that, but whoever did, thank you so much. There was a great laugh. Um, So, yeah, just thank you for the support, guys. Uh, Like I said, go check out their podcast and we'll keep bringing you guys episodes. Um, If you want to be a guest, we're trying to get as many people on as we can. Uh, So, let Ninja know if you're thinking about it. Um, We've got a lot of cool people lined up, a lot of funny things to talk about. So, stay tuned. Um, And once again, thank you guys. Thank you so much, Taylor and Jelly, for being our guests today. Yeah, thank you guys. A lot of fun. I appreciate it. Uh, Um, Thank you. And, yeah, so I think that about wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you all later. Good night.
2: Everyone say it back. (laughs) Good Good night. Good night. Good night.